Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Teacher Cast Podcast, coming to you live from the birthplace of Rocky Balboa in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with your host, Jeff Bradbury. episode of the Principal Cast Podcast, hosted by Teresa Steger, Jessica Johnson, and myself, Dr. Spike Cook. Principal Cast is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in education leadership. For more information, please visit www.principalcast.com. There are many great ways to contact Principal Cast. As we said earlier, we have our own website. In addition to that, we have an email. You can email us at info at principalcast.com. You can follow the hashtag on Twitter, hashtag principalcast, and we are on or we are on Twitter as at principalcast, and we can also be found on iTunes uh, for both our audio and video features. Unfortunately, uh, tonight we had to reschedule our guest, Todd Whitaker. Our episode will be focused on one of Todd's fav- famous quotes, when the principal sneezes, the whole school gets a cough. Before we go into that, let's start out with our weekly se- segment, What's Been Happening? So let's start with you, Teresa. Do you have anything interesting to tell us this week? <laughs> She's got the best story. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> we had a great week. Um, on, on Wednesday afternoon, uh, we were at, at school and we were all working as as normal, the day was going on just fine, and then all of a sudden the power went out, and I ran out into our main office, and my secretary and I were like, what just happened? There's no power, and so we we split up because our school is one big, long building, so I said, you take the lower elementary, because we're pre-K through eight. I said, take the elementary. I'll get the middle school. We'll let them know that we know the power is out. We're not going home, because it was 55 minutes before the end of the school day, so we'll just let everybody know. So I walked into the first classroom and I said, I'm just letting you know, we know that there's no power, we're taking care of it, we're all gonna be okay. And uh, the kids said, well, of course there's no power, there's a power pole in the parking lot. And I said, what? So we looked outside <laughs> and this huge power pole had cracked right, just right through the whole thing, fell on the fence of our, our school parking lot, fell into the parking lot, pulled the wires down, and the street was on fire. <laughs> So, so the kids were all spazzing out. The streets on fire. It's on fire. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to re remake the song for you. So I, we went out into the back parking lot. The fire department was there because we we're across the street from the fire department. They didn't have any power either. So, the, <laughs> I walk outside to go and talk to the fire chief, and he comes running at me, and he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm just checking to see what's going on." He says, "No, you're not. The fence is electrified." He goes, "You can't oh leave." God. He goes, "You can't leave the building. You're not going to be able to get your parking lot out. Keep everybody inside the building." <laughs> Our next day was picture day, naturally, because if you're going to have an electrified fence and no power, it only makes sense that the next day would be school picture day. So, we um rescheduled school picture day. Luckily, the, the DTE energy trucks were there and they got everything <laughs> taking care of by the next day. They fixed our fence. Uh, we have power. Everything is great, but it was a pretty crazy day. <laughs> I remember you also said, Teresa, that you had just gotten in a shipment of like $5,000 worth of food. Oh. How did that go? Well, you know what? Thank goodness they got the um, they got the, the power poles back up when they did because nobody opened the fridge. And so we, yeah, we got, we had gotten, 
we're because we do all of our food service prep on site and our chef was like what are we going to do we just got all this food for the next month and it's you know this ton of food but because nobody opened the freezer and we had power I think the power was only out for about I don't know, 16 hours, everything was good. So he said he felt, the chef said he felt pretty comfortable with how everything went and we were good, but it was a really long day. <laughs> wow. That, um, and I just, I just have to say when Teresa Vox said to us, I was <laughs> laughing so hard in my car because I just, I did not expect her to say like, the parking lot is on fire and then the fence became electrified. I'm like, what? We can't make this stuff up. <laughs> nope. You can't do it. And that's a great segue for you, isn't it, Jess? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I know I have other things I could talk about, but for quite some time now, I have, I've always said, and I'm sure every administrator has said this as you're, you know, with a colleague and sharing, you know, whatever has happened. I always find myself saying, I can't make this stuff up. Like, just the things that we're always going through, we just, we can't make it up. You, you don't learn about this when you're in your grad classes. You don't learn about this in your internship until you're actually going through it and you have to go through whatever unbelievable situations happen. So, um, you know, for quite a while I said, someday I'm going to write a book and my book's going to be, I can't make this stuff up. But I can't really tell my stories right now because... Uh, you right. know, I can't tell my stories. So I came up with this idea to just put out a Google um, form and let other administrators share their I can't make this up stories. Um, and so I'm going to tweet out a link for that. And I, I, what I plan to do is give a few months for this to be out there for people to add their stories and I will compile it all into one um, ebook, publish that um, for free. Um, not looking to make money on this, just um, to have everybody's stories in there so that we can read all of the crazy stories that, that all of us administrators have um, and then be able to learn from them too because these are the things that happen that we're just not prepared for. So maybe we can learn from each other. That's awesome. I wonder <laughs> if uh, graduate schools will start utilizing that book, Jess, because, I mean, just even if the first one was Teresa's story about the <laughs> electrified fence, like, it's a great discussion topic. Like, what would you do in that situation? What do you do? <laughs> I can honestly say that I've never been prepped on that and yeah. really wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, and well, you know the I best... Should... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jess. Go ahead. I was going to say, maybe I, should, maybe I should think again then about not charging money for it, but I don't, I don't feel like I can charge money for it if it's not my stories. <laughs> uh, you're the, so uh, altruistic. That's right. The good thing was um, we have this, and I think I talked about it in one of the last, one of the other podcasts we did about ways that we contact parents. We have the School Reach program that's put out through PowerSchool, and it allows us to send out an email, a text, and a voice message all at the same time to everyone in the school, and there's an app that you can use on your phone because obviously the internet was down, our phones were out, so we were using our our smartphones in the in the in the dark hallway. My secretary's sending one, we're sending the other one, putting things on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. But the parents were so excited when they got to school 55 minutes later <coughs> because they already knew what was happening, why the kids were outside, and and why it looked like you know they're total chaos. I mean the kids and the kids handled it so well you know they were they were so if I was in eighth grade and we didn't have power for a whole afternoon I don't even know what that would look like but they were so good they were making up games in the gym and it was a good time so I you know you have to have fun with it 
Um, hey, just for some humor, Craig Yan in the chat said, electrified fence? I think Cyberman has a page for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, my gosh. See, when I went to school, we, um, we didn't have electric in the afternoon, so. <laughs> the hamsters went on break. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the hamsters that were powering your powering yeah. your school. <laughs> oh my goodness! Amazing. So, so on that note, yeah, um, talk about your week. Uh, actually, I had a very shortened week. Uh, unlike my two counterparts here, I had off on Columbus Day, uh, which it seems like not everybody's uh, celebrating that. And um, I came to find out later on that the the trash men in my town were not celebrating that either, and I didn't get my trash out on time. And my wife was like, "What do you think that like everybody cel celebrates Columbus Day?" And I thought, "Well, that's right, because they don't do don't it in they? Wisconsin." And they don't no, do we don't. We do. Um, I mean, we don't. Uh, we but all of our you know our services stop. We don't have we don't have the mail. We don't have um, trash pickup on that day. So we all still go to work, but the yeah. government doesn't. So. I don't know. I just Do thought that what you want. <laughs> we, I live in a, a town that's predominantly Italian American, so I thought maybe that that it was off. So, uh, but that was just another reason not to put the trash out. So um, then I was at work on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday I went to the New Jersey ASCD conference with my uh, superintendent, and that was pretty cool because we got a chance to see uh, keynote speakers uh, Diane Ravitch speak. Uh, she talked about her new book, uh, The Reign of Error, uh, The Hoax of the Privatization Movement uh, in American Public Schools. And uh, that was interesting. And she actually gave a, a copy out to everybody who was in attendance. And uh, she just really asked some really good questions, really makes you think a lot. Um, after that, I went to a session on the park. So I was really having you know one of those moments where it's like, what do I believe here anymore? You know? And... Uh, and then the next day, uh, one of the notable speakers that I, I was really interested in seeing was Alan November, and uh, he had a really thought-provoking message. Um, he just talks a lot about what technology can do um, and how it really is supporting, you know, the things that we're trying to accomplish with the Common Core. Um, but you know, a as always, you know, when I go to like a state-level conference or something like that, um, you know, uh, we there was there was. A few of us that were trying to do the, uh, you know, the the Twitter uh, hashtag and um, maybe just a half a dozen. So, um, but I did spend some time in the bar on Thursday night. Can we I say that? <laughs> yeah, I can say that. I can say that. And did uh, our producer let us say that. And I and um, and I gave a, a Twitter lesson to a bunch of educators who have not been yet connected. So they had, um, in fact, two of them were in, and I'm not even kidding you, an ed tech doctor program, and they were not utilizing social media. So I really took the opportunity what? to um, to uh, show them, you know, the power of social media. I can't That's make this awesome. stuff up. <laughs> I can't make it up. How can you be in a tech program and not be on Twitter? Well, huh. is there there are differences between I guess technology and social media. I'm not sure, but you know what, Jess, I wasn't going to judge them, and I got my phone out and I was showing them how to how to work it. Who knows? They may even be listening to this podcast now because I told That'd them about awesome. what we're doing. You yeah. are a great Twitter evangelizer. Way uh, I, I learn I learn from the best. <laughs> I learn from the best Twitter mom. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think you're older than me, aren't you? Um, let's not share that here. Let's not I share that here. <laughs> I, I never wanted to ask you your age because it was inappropriate. My mom told me it's inappropriate to ask women their age. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so as we go into our next segment, something awesome. Uh, Jessica Johnson, who will not reveal her age, wants to tell us a little bit about something awesome that happened to her. Um, actually, I have nothing awesome that happened to me, but something awesome I wish I would have joined in on was going to Edscape this last weekend, um, and Jeff Bradbury, our awesome producer, was actually there um, broadcasting it, um, and I had soccer games to go to, so I was following the Twitter hashtag from my van while I was warming up because I'm a wimp and can't sit outside in the cold, but um, I do plan to check out the recording of it, um, and if you go to... It's not up yet, but um, Mr. Bradbury's YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash teachercast, I think. Yep, I just posted. I just sent it out on the principal okay. cast. Um, and George Koros was the keynote, and got to love George. Um, some people refer to him as the Brad Pitt of EdTech, um, and he is very, very tall. I will say that. Um, and handsome as well. <laughs> I was going to say, because it's because <laughs> all that he's the Brad Pitt of. I have no idea how tall Brad Pitt is, um, but when I met George the first time, but the first thing I said was, holy cow, you are so tall. Um, but anyways, he has great things to say, and I'm sure that keynote was pretty awesome. So um, if you get some spare time to check that out, I'm sure it would be great learning um, if you missed out on Netscape like I did. So that you was know, something unawesome that I did. I actually went to Edscape. I presented at Edscape last year, uh, but I was triple booked uh, this, this year and was not able to make it and uh, and because his uh, Eric's school is only about uh, about two hours from me so um, and I actually was closer when I was at the the conference but I had I had other things going on so so wasn't able to make it but I too will go back and and uh, utilize Jeff's awesome ability to document everything that was going on there and uh, check it out. And I did follow the, the, the hashtag uh, in the morning because I was training for my yellow, what they call prejad in Muay Thai kickboxing, which I do. And um, that was about a two and a half hour process. Um, started out with a three mile run. I did many push-ups, sit-ups, uh, lots of hitting the bags, and all different kinds of uh, exercises, and finally was awarded my, my uh, pre-shot. I should have brought that with me. I should have showed everybody. But I did put it up on my, my school blog uh, awesome. to show the kids. You know what? You're never too old to, to learn. Right, Jessica? That's, yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. Like I was just telling you guys that I want to... Um, get into karate with my kids. I just have to wait for my youngest to be in there, and I want to earn my black belt, too. Teresa, I don't think she got the joke, but you're right. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah. Did I, <laughs> what was the joke that I missed? It's he said okay. Beca he said because you're never too old to do anything, and he was just talking about oh, your age. Oh, because he's saying I'm old. <laughs> right. Hey. So that's what I heard. <laughs> Teresa, hey. what is awesome, other than the fact that you did not get electrocuted this week? Do you, do you have anything? I fire. <laughs> It's awesome enough for me. <laughs> we were, we I'm were a first year about She it. lived another yeah. week. She lived another week. I'm a first year principal. Everybody's safe. I'm good. <laughs> no. <laughs> is there anything else? No. We uh, we actually there is something awesome. We had our um, our biggest fundraiser every year is a silent auction. And the reason that I didn't go to Adscape, I wanted to go really really badly, but uh, it was the same night as or the same weekend as our 
silent auction, which was last night. So uh, we raised over $25,000 for our school last wow. night at this auction. So very cool stuff. We have an amazing group of parents who put this on. And we, you know, we have a very small school, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. And it's a lot of work. And they did a really fantastic job. It was a great time. And uh, so that's, that's my awesomeness for the week. That's, that is awesome, Teresa. And I know we always talk about you know the difference between being a public and private right. education, and and you guys really do have to scramble a lot to do those fundraisers and stuff. Yeah. So um, very cool. I know that uh, your your schedule is very busy with that. So yeah. um, as we talked uh, this week on Voxer, we tried to you know come up with a topic you know uh, in in case Todd wasn't able to make it and. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it, um, so he scrambled around and said, okay, so what, what really would we want to talk about? And we want to focus this week on how do we balance the principalship, so getting back to our quote, you know, when the uh, principal sneezes, the whole school gets a cough. So we started to think about, okay, so how do we balance uh, leadership in the building? And um, so I was just, I'm going to ask you all a couple questions, and we have some articles that people might want to look at as far as balancing. but. Um, you know, as we as we go through this, um, one of the things that that came to mind for me was the uh, book by um, Annie McKee. Uh, she's at University of Pennsylvania, uh, called Resident Leadership. And uh, basically, in that book, she really talks about how leaders go through this cycle of sacrifice and cycle of renewal. So, um, for instance, when you're in the cycle of sacrifice, you are doing things that um, you know continually make you busy. You have, um, you know, a lot of things on your plate. Um, generally, working late, um, and what what happens is you're not resonating uh, with those who you're uh, leading. Uh, a lot of uh, physical, emotional stress, um, responsibility, you know, things like that. And the cycle of renewal is the opposite of that. That's when you're working on your mindfulness, um, you know, compa- compassion. Uh, you know, and and uh, positivity. So, um, you know, as we as we look through this, we think about you know uh, being a principal. You know, now we're in you know the second month, you know, uh, of school. We are, um, you know, at, at this point looking at all the different uh, activities that have been going on, and and the school is open. So, yeah. how are we balancing all this stuff? And we're going to also get into you know. Do people, you know, uh, who are connected, are they at a disadvantage? So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some questions here uh, for you to consider, um, and these are things that people can, um, you know, answer themselves, or if you want to chime right. in, uh, to see if you are uh, in the zone of psych- of the sacrifice syndrome. So um, the first question is: Are you working harder with less results, getting home later? We're leaving home earlier each day. Feeling tired even after sleeping, having trouble sleeping. <laughs> yes. Yes. So are we supposed to answer these? You don't have to. I was going to go through them and then we were going to discuss them. But these are I good think, questions yeah. to think about. They are. And you know what? The people who are in the chat room or if you're following along on Twitter, um, you know, use the hashtag uh, PrincipalCast and we'll that we can have, um, you know, some more people chiming in on the res- on the answers to these too. Sure, and then we we can post these up on our, our website yes. too. Um, finding less time for things that used to be enjoyable, rare, rarely relaxed, 
sometimes feeling numb or react to situations with inappropriately strong emotions. Um, saying things like, I don't care what I eat or whether I eat too much or too little. Um, I don't exercise as much as I used to. And I frequently think about how to escape from my current situation. So it'd be like, you know, when you're driving to work and you're saying, I don't think I want to do this anymore. How do I get out? How do I get out? <laughs> so, ladies, with that um, as a backdrop and, and thinking also about, you know, Todd's quote, um, how do you feel like, um, you know, this cycle of sacrifice and cycle of renewal impacts you as a principal? Uh, you want to start, Jessica? Sure. That is just a really neat way to say the sacrifice and renewal. I, I've never heard that, and I've never read this book, and I just ordered it right now while you were talking. Wow. I, need to, I have a problem with books, um, one of my addictions, that and nail polish. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really great way to put it, and I think, you know, this is my sixth year. Um, my first few years, I hardly my first two years I had an ulcer. I literally had a bottle of Maalox in, the, in my desk drawer and I would drink Maalox during the day to make it through. Um, I, you know, but I don't remember your question. <laughs> Just, um, and how, and also with that as a backdrop of uh, like what Todd says, you know, when the, when the, uh, yeah. the sneezes. So how do you feel like that? Sure. Also? Well, and, and the way I interpret that too is whatever our attitude is or however we're coming off to our staff is what, mm -hmm. what they're going to get. And I, I try really hard to, he also says, be the filter. And so even if, you know, chaos is going on, if there's a pole fallen in the parking lot and there's fire <laughs> in the electrified beds, <laughs> I'm still going to be smiling and being like, yep. all right, what can we do? What, you know, and be calm versus the, oh my God, the sky is falling. Right, you know, right. Or, you know, or when, it, when a teacher comes to me and says, do you have a minute? And I'm really like, this parent just yelled at me, this parent's on the phone, and I got to do this, and the budget reports do, but but I have to be like, sure, how can I help you, you know, and try to, you know, because if I'm freaking out, <laughs> then they're going to freak out. Right. But the problem with that is it, you hold it in, and you get an ulcer, like mm -hmm. I did, or I actually, like, um, my husband says I smile too much. I have TMJ. I get major TMJ pain, oh, and I really think hurts. it's because I, like, hold in the stress so that nobody else um, has to deal with my stress, I guess. So um, it's really, I don't know, what do you do? You want to be good at your job, um, but you want to be healthy. I don't know. Well, Jessica, I th I'm, uh, I'm glad that you, you purchased that book. That actually was one of the, my favorite books that I read during my, uh, when I was going through my dissertation. And it's funny, like in prepping for this tonight, I went back and I looked at uh, some of the things that I wrote during my dissertation. And I was even going through, I felt like this cycle of sacrifice then. But uh, I think what you'll find is a, a lot of, there's a lot of vignettes in there about, um, you know, leaders who, you know, obviously have, you know, multi-billion dollar companies um, from, you know, school leaders. There's, there's all different types of uh, people in there discussing, you know, what, you know, what their cycle of sacrifice is all about. Um, you know, and I, I thought about you, Teresa, too, because I'm thinking, you know, right now, you know, you are in, you know, the, the, the first, you know, part of your, your first year as a principal, and, you know, ha how has this been impacting you? I mean, <laughs> well, before before I get to that, there's there have been some hysterical things happening in the chat room, and if you're following along in the chat room, you're probably having a great time. Um, this is 
this is definitely an active audience, and and it's it's fantastic. Liz Garden says she's definitely having a problem telling herself she's going to leave by a certain time at the end of the day, but then of course something comes up keeping her at school. Christopher Nessie says keep calm and principal on. <laughs> Mar keep Margaret calm Wright. And principal on. Okay, sorry, I just had to tweet that. <laughs> Mar that. Margaret Wright says she has difficulty leaving before 9 p.m. Um, and she also has TMZ, oh. but that was before becoming a principal. Christopher oh, you've got to leave before 9 p.m. Oh, no, I can't oh, even imagine. Um, Christopher Nessie says, it's important to be good at your job, but you shouldn't sacrifice yourself or your health. And Craig Yen says, more, <laughs> more evidence to not become a principal. Right. Our principal got a sub and a chair massage on Friday for the staff. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. But, um, you know, what? Um, the 9 p.m., I just have to say, um, and and I again I am not, I didn't say this at all I'm not the person to um, say like oh I'm so relaxed and I leave work at five right. and I never think about work I, I I do leave work by five because I have to get my children well, but yeah. then you know I'm checking email while they're you know running around outside or in the bath and then they go to bed and I do work um, yeah. but it's you you do have to leave. Um, and I think one thing I get better at is being able to shut my brain off. Like, you do have to shut it off, and I'm not going to think about it until it's time to pull it out again. Yeah. And I, I know that, like, um, you know, as I transitioned into being a, a new principal, and I've only been doing this for about two and a half years now, um, I definitely went through the cycle of sacrifice. Um, I, too, you know, worked uh, very late hours, um, tried to get there as early as possible. Um, Right. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't running. I wasn't doing things that were uh, counteracting that or balancing that because of, of all the pressure and the stress. And, you know, I, I can tell, you know, when I'm going through the cycle, uh, cycle of sacrifice because I generally, you know, not only those type of things, but just like uh, they had asked, or you know, one of the questions, like not not sleeping properly, you know. And I think a lot of times we talk about that like in such a joking way, you know, like oh, I, I woke up in the middle of the night. I, I don't know how many administrators have told they thought about this or they thought about that. They couldn't get back to sleep, you know. And these are really real bad issues, you know, because then you have to come in that next day and put on you know, a happy face and you have to be that filter like Jessica was saying, but you may not have even slept the whole night. That's not to even mention, like you said, you have kids, you have, you know, other things that may be going on. Um, you know, I, I talked to many administrators yeah. too that have had, you know, who's, who knows, we're getting to the age, you know, we're parent, our parents are aging, um, there's, uh, you know, sickness, cancer, all different types of things. Yeah. And I know that that all these factors impact us as leaders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I had a, when I first started teaching, my mentor said, if you're ahead at, at work, you're going to be behind at home. If you're ahead at home, you're going to be behind at work. And um, it's just the reality. And I think that cycle of, you know, sometimes you're going to give more here, or sometimes you're going to give more there. I don't know that there's ever any way to be a totally balanced person, um, but just knowing that, you know, I, I guess think of it as a cycle. If you give more, then you gotta change it around and give more yeah. somewhere else. And so, I uh, guess my my next question for you two would be: um, so, how do you help your staff when you see that they may be dealing with a cycle of sacrifice? You know what? Before we jump on that, uh, Christopher Nessie has a really good question in the chat room, and I think it's something that uh, that we should we should 
talk about. Uh, the question is, if there can't be a balance, do you choose family or do you choose work? Wow, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think one of the, the conversations that my wife and I have all the time is, you know, getting home from work. With my thing, I can't get there early because um, I'm, uh, as I say, I'm part of the morning crew. I have to drop the kids off at the babysitter before they go to school. Um, so my time is usually after school. And, you know, sometimes I just need that time. I need that time to do the things um, that I have to do. But, um, has to come first, especially if there's you know major issues or major things that are going on. But it is it is a tough question because then the answer yeah. also is well if you are falling behind at work and then you get poor performance and then you can't provide for your family. How does that impact your family? Yeah, so. and I think um, you know Liz in the chat room just said family first and let my staff know that I value that for them as well. Um, and I think that's a really good point because having worked for um, a few different principals, there really is a difference. I mean, I've seen between a principal who has no children and nothing outside of school versus a, a principal that also has a family um, and realizes mm -hmm. that we have families as, you know, too. So, um, and I think, you know, it's probably different based on what types of um, hats you wear. You know, if you're a high school principal and you've got sporting events and, you know, do you need to you know, greet everybody at, at sporting events or not, um, you know, I, you just, you have to have a, a good partner that you can balance things with of saying, you know, I'm going to stay late tonight, but, you know, tomorrow I'll, home, I'll be home a little bit earlier, or, you know, I just, I make sure I'm always the one that puts my kids to bed, um, even though it means I come to work and stay here until the alarm goes at one, um, right. sometimes, not always, um, you just, you have to balance well, and I think that, oh, go ahead, Teresa. I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say, no, that's okay. I was just going to say some of the comments that we've received on this. Um, Liz Garden says, family first, and let my staff see that I value that for them as well. Um, Margaret Wright says, lately it's been work, then family, but it's also only the first few months. I try to make sure my staff puts their family first, even if I can't right now. Craig says, I'd like to think that the staff and community would rally around you and have to understand that family has needs as well. Mm -hmm. um, Liz says, my family's good, or my husband is good about reminding me to stop working sometimes, and that's important. Uh, Christopher says, it's important for admins to be human. What does it prove if you're putting on an act? And I think um, Adam Clark, who is tweeting uh, on the hashtag, says he tells his staff, you can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself. And I think it, it's, so, it's so simple, and it's, so, it's something that you hear so often, but it's so, so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, what I was going to say, like, in helping my staff is that, um, and I might be different than a lot of staff, but I... Like we we can't pay them more money, so a lot of times time is 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 right. extremely valuable. So, for instance, uh, very often a, a staff member will come to me, and they'll they'll come to me with even the littlest things, all the way to I need to leave today because I found a lump in my breast and I have to go mm -hmm. to get a mammogram. You know, and I, I mean it's just th there's a lot of serious things that are going on. So, um, my my 
general policy is that I reward with time. You know, like it's okay. You know, we we can work around that. We can get you coverage. A lot of times they come to me and they they already have the coverage. Um, but whether or not they have their their kid is sick or they um, they have a doctor's appointment or something came up. I mean, these things happen. And you know, granted, yes, we're dealing with kids and we're dealing with other people's children. And I and I recognize that. But 99 times out of 100, even if it's me covering their class, we can get their class covered mm -hmm. so they can do that and that's kind of how I operate on that I really I feel that that's extremely important because I think as one of the, our, our, our folks said on, in the chat room or on Twitter that you know I would hope they would do that for me and I am a family man and I do you know I do realize that um, you know and and when I wasn't a principal when I was you know teaching or in guidance uh, that same opportunity was afforded to me so I think with your actions you know you can really show uh, how that is you know and, and um, you know how you're going to help them out. Yeah, I agree with that, and and I wouldn't leave it at just if kids are sick or if there's something going on. But even for you know, it's their their kids' um, concert during the day at yes. school, or mm -hmm. I've had teachers that um, you know they didn't want to miss their their kindergartner's first day of school. So even though it was our first day of school, right? Um, you know, we'd still find coverage for them to go and you know. When that that happened, they wrote a letter to their parents, you know, of their students to let them know it's their child's first day and they don't want to miss that. And you know, they're just going to be an hour late for our first day of school. Right. And you know what? No fire starts. <laughs> no, nobody gets hurt. All the poles are still standing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that, Jess. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because when I was going through that, I, I forgot. But I I do that a lot. You know, if if mm -hmm. they want to run over, you know, and go see their their kid uh, perform or do a Halloween, you know, right. party or something like that. I think that that's extremely important, you know, and and sometimes it, it coincides with things that are going on, but it generally is such a, a, a small thing that, which means so much to, mm -hmm. to other people. Um, so let me ask you this then. So if you were sensing, you know, that either uh, maybe some of your uh, fellow administrators or even your teachers were having uh, problems with the, the cycle of sacrifice, what are some um, activities that you could implement or some things that you could suggest to help them out. And just, uh, you know, I know you've had a lot of experience um, being a principal. Because um, I'm so old. <laughs> what Are there some other things that, that you've done? I think I heard Craig say earlier that his principal got, you know, massages or something like that, and I've heard of other principals doing that. Mm -hmm. um, have you, um, what have you, you know done? What? I haven't brought in a masseuse. Actually, our you know our Sunshine Committee um, really does a lot of really neat things um, for our staff and in um, you know recognizing staff for different things going on in their lives. Um, we also have um, teachers that organize um, physical fitness activities after school. So once or twice a week, you know they'll be kickboxing after school or yoga. Um, we have staff socials once a month where it's you know just. Uh, one one um, grade level organizes, you know, what food's being brought in, or um, the Sunshine Committee will also organize, you know, meeting together at a an establishment after school. Um, so just, you know, some kind of more relaxing things, take a break and enjoy each other kind of things. I like that. I, I think um, one of the things that we don't have right now is a Sunshine Committee, but I think, um, you know, we're working on that, like, through, through a couple different... Um, of the PLCs that that have brought that up in our school, um, but I think it's important um, that we could get 
you know, more physical activity going on, you know, like after school. I, I love that idea. Um, there's even some uh, talk at my school about getting like a Zumba instructor yeah. in to, you know, do things like that and yoga, de-stress, because, you know, we really are living in such a stressful, not only, you know, society, but also within schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, in understanding all of this, my uh, my last question in this uh, topic will be: Does being a connected educator lead to a cycle of sacrifice? Because we have our devices at our hands at all times. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we all sigh because we're all connected on like three devices right now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and you we're know, podcasting. And we're podcasting <laughs> at, at a, the same time. On a Sunday night day. while everyone else is relaxing, yes. Yeah. yeah. Asleep. yeah. <laughs> and you asleep. Know, or trying to be asleep. Right. As you know, we, we do spend, obviously, more time being connected than those that are not, but we get really great ideas and um, collaborate with others to help us be better at our job, um, I think. Um, I wouldn't give this time up. I would rather lose sleep, <laughs> which I do, to get these ideas because there, you know, in my first year as a principal, I, I was, whatever your first question was, was like, do you feel like you're going to leave or whatever? Um, can't remember what it was, but like, I was six months into the job and thought, there's no way, I can't do this job. Like, I suck at it. I, I, I have no mentor. I have nobody to connect Ugh. with. I don't know what to do. And then it was like, oh, I found Twitter. And <laughs> the floodgates opened, and I survived. And not just survived, but I feel like I can do a good job at what I'm doing because I have so many people to connect with and get good ideas. And But I can turn it off. Like, when I don't, when I don't want to check Twitter, But you know, we won't check Twitter, um, and you know we can turn it off and go back to it when we need it. That's very interesting that you that you brought that up because it, it made me think of um, of a couple of things. Um, just I just got a chance to meet, um, and he's a he's a New Jersey uh, educator. He's been on uh, Twitter for a while. His name is Damien, and I I can't pronounce his his last name, but I will get that information out to everybody. But Damien was uh, one of the co-authors of a uh, one of the few peer-reviewed uh, articles right now on Twitter, and it was it's called the end of isolation, I think. What, what but um, it's very interesting because. My question was like very leading in the sense that maybe being a connected educator is adding to the cycle of sacrifice. But the way that you just described it, Jess, is that you know uh, maybe what it's doing for you is that it's it's actually providing insight, it's providing joy, and therefore it's really not a it's not an extra chore. It is something that you're choosing to do and actually helping you out with your job. Absolutely, yeah. This is not a chore. I mean, I. I look forward to checking Twitter and checking Voxer. Um, actually, Voxer's become way more fun to me than Twitter. But um, I, no, I this is not a chore at all. I would I would die without it. <laughs> Any anything on the um, you would die with it. <laughs> I know, so I'm exaggerating a little right. bit, just like a seven year old. But you know, if he didn't have Minecraft, he would die. You know. That's right. 
Um, so uh, we do have in the in the um, chat, the chat, say, room. chat room. <laughs> Craig Craig Yan just posted. Okay, he really does have a page. Cyberry man has a page on coping <laughs> and reducing. <laughs> that. That's awesome. So we've just retweeted that on the principal on the principal. And I like how um, Chris Nace also called me out on that. It looks like my living room is a principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's relaxing. So yeah, I am. But I have to say, I live a minute from school, so I do come in on Sunday nights and I do some prep for the week, and it just it makes it easier for the rest of the week. Then, Chris, that's that was funny. Um, oh, the the person that I was referring to is uh, he is on Twitter. He is at Damian D A M I A N six one three, and uh, definitely connect with him. Uh, he's actually in a doctoral program right now, but uh, got a chance to, to meet him uh, first time for the face-to-face. -face. And like I said, the article is called uh, Twitter, uh, the end of isolation. Um, you know, a lot of people, I think, they worry about me. I don't know if you guys get that too, because they'll say things like, oh my God, it's Sunday night and you're doing a podcast. Or, you know, do you ever stop working? Or, you know, you just blogged, you know, seven million times this week and you were on Twitter you know, and then I think, well, how do you know all that? I guess you're on there as well. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I, I think that it has given me a new life as a principal, and I always talk about that. So um, where others may see that as a chore, and maybe that's why they shouldn't get involved in it, um, I do. I, I agree with Jessica that I, I see it as an opportunity to connect with other yeah. people and you know, to be able to to make myself better, and I, I'm a pretty driven person, so you know, this type of stuff is to to me encouraging. You know, um, because I you know I emulate my elders, especially those that I've uh, come across on Twitter, and the people who paved the way. Sort of people like Jessica Johnson and do not uh, call me an elder. <laughs> And maybe that's the theme. Oh, Tonight gosh. is what happens when the principal sneezes, or how old is Jessica Johnson? <laughs> how old is Jessica Johnson? <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I have parents that say, you look too young to be a principal, oh, and here you are I calling me your I elder. Hate mm -hmm. I hate it. Uh, well, it hasn't happened in a while, and then you start get to get... Yeah, then you're like, uh... Oh. Uh, they asked me if I was a, if I'm a student there. Really? In your elementary school? Do they think you're 10, Spike? Fifth grade. <laughs> no, actually, they think I'm a high school kid that's just coming over to help out. Oh, that's nice. That's it must nice. be all of that kickboxing you're doing. That's right. So anything else from the chat room, Miss Teresa, before it, we move on? Uh, well, I have to say, Margaret <laughs> tweeted this out, and I love this, Margaret. I have a jar full of M&Ms on my desk. Serves as a good meter for how stressed the yeah. staff is. Wow, more stress that's... equals more often filling. And at first when I read that, I thought she meant for herself because I would be eating all of the M&Ms <laughs> due to stress. But she means for the staff coming in. And that's a good that's point because I do have to constantly buy chocolate for my um, desk jar. That's funny. Wow. Yeah, that's... that's a good, that makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. M&M mm -hmm. &M meters for everyone. <laughs> In the chat, in the chat room, we've got uh, Chris, Christopher Nassi says we're teachers, the 24/7, 365-profession. Um, admin or in the classroom, it's tough to just turn it off. And he also says if Jess is an elder, then he's tweeting from the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> 
Margaret Margaret Wright says I have two, but she had two boys in her office for a discipline issue, and the one said, "We all think you're very young. How old are you?" <laughs> <laughs> young enough to know not to answer that question, or old enough to know not to answer that question, I guess. Um, yeah. So that it looks like that's about it. That's happening. Craig is helping us with a shout out to um, Damien's article. I I tweeted it out, and then oh, cool. Uh, and then he's he's retweeted it. So, uh, we. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I'll I'll say this that um, you know, Jessica and and Teresa and Jeff and I we you know we talk about voxing a lot you know as we prep for the show, which really is not most of it's not prepping for the show, no. <laughs> just telling each other stories and stuff. But uh, they had mentioned you know how many times they laugh, and I will be honest with you, um, I don't know what the research says on laughing, but I probably laugh. Six or ten times a week, like laugh out loud, hysterically laughing at like the comments that they're making. Yeah, I know. You know. So there's, there's to me, like there's nothing. You know, I mean, if I'm spending time, you know, and sometimes I have to catch up on 32 boxes and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I see, I see that it actually is probably helping. You know, because yeah. we're laughing. And, you know what, I'll tell you, after, on Wednesday, we got home, and my husband was working from home that day anyway, and I brought the kids home, and I was just, I it's almost like I just, an odd day that it was like, I don't even know what to do with this, right. and I came home, and I'm, I'm, I'm boxing about it, and I'm, and then I get Jess's, Jess's box back, and she is literally like stomach hysterical. Hysterically laughing. laughing. And, I was and you crying. know what? It was so funny. And so then I'm listening to it and I'm like, this is exactly what I needed because you just you, you know, you don't know if it's funny or not. You're like, you're like, I don't you know, this is so it can't be real. I can't make this up. You know, one of those yeah. type things. But when you hear somebody else laughing about it, it makes you feel a lot better about laughing. Well, one of the things that I did today, uh for... I was just gonna pull up your vibe like, <laughs> what you were doing. Because I, I was gonna say like the, the way that I um, the, are you gonna play that? Can I? Go ahead. <laughs> so and, I and I'll explain like, it. I don't remember what your what the last I was, box was before this, but I and I don't know if this about is the, work good. I was talking about the topic. <laughs> okay, go ahead and talk, and then I'll okay. Play. So I was talking about the topic tonight, and I said, you know, we have to talk about our cycles of sacrifice and cycle renewal, and uh, I said one of my and I said, hold on for a second. And then I did this. I love mowing the lawn. No one talks to me when I'm mowing the lawn. It's very therapeutic, and I get a little bit of exercise out of it. So I, I don't know if you can hear that. I love mowing the lawn. So I no, totally, I just started the mower, the and I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the first, <laughs> the first mowing vox that we've done. But it's so funny because the tie at 360 into I've, I've read tweets from Todd Whitaker who says, you know, something about, you know, mowing a lawn or something like that. And I would tweet back to him like, I love mowing the lawn. I think it's great. And you talk about how like no one bothers you. You know, you can either listen to music or a podcast or something like that. So I just wanted to symbolically represent that. I'm glad you played that, Jess. Cause and if and if that, they bother you while they're while you're mowing the lawn, you can threaten to run them over. Oh, all the time. I'm like, and that's not so bad. Alone. The only time they'll try to get me is when I'm emptying the bag and I, I quickly go to the back. I empty the bag and I get right back there because uh, it is very therapeutic and that is my oh. cycle of renewal. That and you know a whole host of other things. 
Um, okay, so I have to share another laugh, and forgive me if I've shared this on here before, but I don't even care. If you need a good laugh, you need to go to YouTube and watch The Principal Meltdown. Oh, yes. Have I shared that on here? No, but we, oh. we shared that on Voxer, and I got that viral like throughout my school district because I sent it oh. out after you That's, suggested it. I have probably watched that <laughs> video clip 200 times, and I don't care if I'm having a bad day and I feel like I'm about to lose it. I Honestly, I shut my door, I come in here, and oh, I pull up God. The Principal Meltdown on YouTube, and I laugh until I cry, and I think I'm not as crazy as him. And I go get back to work. <laughs> I want to send a video crew out to um, Teresa's school and have like a reenactment of that because that would, like if I, I just in my mind's eye right now I can just see that pole on the fence and then the story and Teresa like at your expense like I'm telling yeah, you, that would be another good one like <laughs> it was so ridiculous and then, and then all the kids went home. All the kids go home, and they and they we walk outside. All the kids go home. We walk outside, and and the fire department is still outside. They're like walking around, looking to see what's going on. And the fire chief walks over to us, and he goes, he goes, we're all standing behind the caution tape, which is no more than four steps outside the door. And he walks over, and he goes, well, I hope you brought your sleeping bags because nobody's getting out of this parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we need to go home. And he's like. Oh. I don't just tell you, you can't get out. <laughs> like, oh the first thing I would have wanted to do was touch that fence and not knowing. I know, <laughs> I do. Well, and the worst part, how do you, how do you electrify a fence? What I'm do you like, do? The worst part is is our this the church. We have the school and the fire department, the principal and the the police station are directly across the street. And the next to us are the rectory where the priest lives, and then the church, and then the parish office. And the rectory, the church, and the because the second graders are in the church getting ready for mass. And when they come back from mass, they come out of the church and they go through the fence to get back into the school. So I go running over there and tell them that they have to come through the front doors because there's no power and the fence is electrified or electrified wow. so they can't go through the fence. But they've got power and they're just laughing at me because I'm like the fence is electrified. You have to go through the front door. They're like, because they had no idea that the pole fell. They didn't know there was no power. They're looking at me like I'm insane. It was, it was, you, you can't make it up. You just can't. You can't. That's, you just can't. That's the, there are so can't many themes it. that are running uh, through tonight, but uh, I'll tell you what. I think it all comes together. Um, so let's do this. Let's, uh, let's do our last segment of the show, and we always do a segment on principles to follow on Twitter. And we'll start with you, Teresa. Who do you have this week? I have – let me pull up my list. Hold on. I'm, I'm so busy copying pasting everything. I have um, Keith Peters. Keith Peters is at Principal KP, and he is um, an elementary school principal in Florida. And uh, he is just, just a great person to follow. He's a ton of – sorry, I'm linking it up in the Google Doc. Um, He's, he's always really good to chat with. He mm -hmm. is very responsive, and I really like that about um, about people that you're following on Twitter. It's, you know, it's one thing to be following people who are constantly retweeting things or who are sending out blog posts or whatever, but to have someone who is really um, connecting with the people who are on Twitter is a big deal. So Keith Peters uh, at Principal KP is my person to follow for this week. That's cool. And you, Jessica? My person to follow is Matt Renwick. Um, his Twitter handle is readbyexample, um, and he is 
another, I call him a We Amigo, that's our hashtag for Wisconsin Amigos, We Amigo. Um, another principal that, um, he is an awesome elementary principal um, who is just a really great literacy leader. Um, and he's actually currently writing a book and hoping to have this finished and um, has a publisher and um, will get this published in um, next year. It's um, Digital Student Portfolios, A Whole School Approach to Connected Learning and Continuous Assessment. Um, and I've presented with him a couple of times, and we're going to do another session um, in a few months for new principals in Wisconsin. So he's just, he's really awesome. Great person to add to your PLN. That's awesome. Yeah, I like Matt a lot. Uh, my person, uh, I'm going to go high school this week, is Chris Lehman, uh, the principal. Mm -hmm. He's the principal of the Science Leadership Academy yeah. and also the Educon founder in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is an all-around good guy. I mean, he's he's definitely one that has a lot of followers and is very busy uh, with blogging, presenting, and things like that. But I've got an opportunity to visit him at his school. He's the real deal. Um, in fact, we I'll tell you a real quick story. We had a um, you know a session with him uh, before we were leaving. We were um, just kind of going through the day. Uh, you know everything that we we saw and just kind of decompressing and uh, somebody came in and said that he needed to talk to a student who was crying and he said you know what guys um, that's more important right now for me uh, than this and we can connect later but I need to go see that that student and that that really meant a lot to me because yeah. um, you know here he is like he's he's a rock star you know and uh, and he's he's done TED um, he, you know, he wanted to go and, and talk with the young lady who was who was not having a good day, and he is at um, Chris Lehman, um, and we'll make sure that we get that out there. Yeah, it's already out. Okay, so um, we want to thank you again for uh, listening. Please be sure to uh, stay connected with us. You can connect with Jessica Johnson at her website, www.principalj.net. She is also on, tr on uh, Twitter, at PrincipalJ. Uh, Teresa Stagger is www.principalstagger.blogspot.com. And on Twitter, she is at PrincipalStagger. And myself, uh, my personal blog is drspikecook.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, at drspikecook. Universe. And hoping that we'll have Todd Whitaker on next week. Sorry that we got you all excited for this week and then he got sick, but he, he said he'll reschedule with us. Awesome. Yeah, and we wish him the because pneumonia is no fun. No, not at all. Uh, and don't forget to uh, follow our um, Principal Cast on Twitter at Principal Cast. The hashtag is hashtag Principal Cast. If you have a a question, make sure you info at principalcast.com. And we also recommend going on iTunes uh, for all the TeacherCast uh, podcasts, which we are one of those. And we recommend you to follow TeacherCast. He is at TeacherCast on Twitter. His blog and resource pages is TeacherCast.net. And for all of his podcasts, uh, is TeacherCast.tv. And with that, does anybody else have anything for the good before we turn it back over to Jeff? Uh, I want to say thank you to everyone in the uh, in the chat box and also that that are tweeting on the hashtag today because it 
this this show is so much uh, more fun to do when we have when we have um, live uh, live um, chatting interaction. interaction. Thank you. My brain's not working. Um, live interaction in the chat room and on the and on the hashtag. It really is nice to have different views of things. So thank you to everyone who is on and everyone who is tweeting from the hashtag. And I just want to, of course, add again a plug for you've all got great stories to share, so please yes. add them to my Google form on We Can't Make This Stuff Up so I can get um, all of those stories compiled for us to all laugh and learn from each other. <laughs> and um, I also want to note that on the cover of the latest ISTE magazine, there's going to be, I don't know, someone or something that you may recognize. So um, you'll just have to look out for that. It might be a surprise. Ooh. A cliffhanger. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <A cliffhanger. laughs> I want to know more. You want to know more, then you got to go to ISTE. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to go to ISTE magazine. So uh, thank you, ladies. And we're going to turn it back over to uh, Jeff. And thank you, Spike.